I haven't seen you since the play. I love to demand things. I think that guy, I think that guy had the right um, attitude. Right like, idea. <laughs> yeah. like, I am about to demand that we put the hero's journey down like a sick dog. I think I think it's time. Yeah. I think we need to take the hero's journey out behind. What step of the hero's journey is it where I murder uh, the hero's journey in, the, in, a, in a cold passion? <laughs> All right. 17 steps. Too many steps. Okay. People overcomplicate yeah. this writing thing. Just make sure Occam's stuff's razor. always happening. Just make just like, are we moving forward? What? What? Are we keep going? Great. Don't worry about anything other than that. Yeah. Three act structure works fine in some cases. Not needed every time. Not no. needed every time. No. Um. Anyway. Uh, 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 all right. So there's three acts of the hero's journey. Uh, the departure stage, of course, okay. begins with our call to adventure. Famously. Uh, then, but you gotta, you gotta refuse the call. Refusal of the call, that's the second step. Uh, then supernatural aid. I, I disagree that that step is needed in every story. No, it's not. Um, I want, you know what, I really, if I was watching fucking When Harry Met Sally, I'm really just waiting for the two of them to receive some supernatural aid. Yeah. Um, the crossing of the first threshold um mr frodo if i take one more step i'm the farthest from home i've ever been uh (laughs) for you ready for you ready for step five belly of the whale jesus well whoever wrote this was really familiar with their bible uh, the belly of the whale represents the final separation from the hero's known world or self which is different than the the first threshold usually i feel like in an efficiently told story you're often combining these two steps yeah. into one step. Just make it nice and clean, okay? Like, <laughs> you step over the first threshold, that's the only threshold. We're good after that. We don't need to keep doing this little song and dance. Um, how many and, thresholds does this house how many, have? How many thresholds? I'm sorry. How many thresholds does your script have? Yes. I think you, I think your script needs more and more thresholds. Um, Robert McKee. All right, so that's the end of Act One. Is entering the belly of the whale. Uh, the the Jonah character <laughs> enters yes. your story. Um, of course, although it wasn't a whale, it was a big fish. I don't know if you know your Bible facts. Uh, but but didn't never... he get blown out of the blowhole? No, that's or was just... that just in Veggie Tales? That that's in... <laughs> <laughs> that is Veggie Tales. Take, putting their own little spin on it. Yeah, um, that yeah, is that yeah. is an asparagus. You know, getting a little, getting a little uh, cheeky, cheeky with the with the word of the Lord. Getting um, getting cheeky with it is the hit song on uh, that's what I call. Na 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 na. Get cheeky with it. <laughs> Kids bop Jesus version. Kids bop. Uh, bring it back. 
Because Bob's they're, still around. We bring will it back. They're still around. They're I'm still so around. exhausted by the hero's journey. I don't know why there's, I decided to do this. Kev, there's a kids' bop version of fucking wet ass pussy. Uh, yes, there's a kids' bop version of WAP. It's called "We Are People." <laughs> no, it's, it's called, called like, "Wings and Pizza." Want a pancake? <laughs> no, it's wing, it's wings and pizza. Wings and pizza. I'm pretty Got sure. Got a bucket of some blue cheese. That's some wings and pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like you are hearing me, but not understanding how god dead serious I'm being. How fucking dead on I? I so no, please. I just I cannot I cannot look you dead in the eye as you talk about the kids' bop wet ass pussy. As I'm also reading like the. The second act of the hero's journey, the road of trials, <laughs> you know, the meeting with the goddess. Um, um, when I was watching my big fat Greek wedding, I thought it was really missing a, a meeting with the goddess. Woman as the temptress. Okay, Joseph Campbell, you canceled. Wow. <laughs> wow. You canceled. Uh, Atone, atonement with the, the father slash hold on. abyss. I'm, inter- I'm interrupting. I'm interrupting this okay, hero's please. journey with a different equally heroic journey um to youtube.com where you are <laughs> so the refrain of there's some hose in this house is put the rolls in my mouth put the rolls in my mouth and put the, the verses i said you know i like to eat 11 days a week wings and pizza stuff that crust with extra cheese <laughs> now who thought this was a good idea who we're feasting on some wings and pizza. I'm so hungry I can't stop. Bring that wings and pizza. Give me all the ranch you got for that. Give me, wings and I mean, pizza. friend, give me all the ranch you got. Pizza Hut is a piece of art. Extra large. Click add to cart. Eat Parmesan right off the plate. Red pepper flakes got me sweating hard. <laughs> wings you so know? hot, making me cry. Dab of the Reaper. I want to die. Lemon and pepper all okay. on my fry. I paid in cash. My card was declined. Oh, no. This is a sad story. Bake that bunt, watching it rise. Bigger the cake, the bigger the thighs. Wings and I'm pizza gonna, is, a, is a tragedy. They, re, they remade it, and they missed the point of the original text. Yes. I'm going to bounce these Big Mac buns right in the back of my yard. What? I'm a scream for ice cream out in public, make a scene. I got cookbooks, but I don't read. Better believe I know how to eat. Now, Caleb, um, follow me on a thought experiment. Is this is this not exactly a Weird Al Yankovic song? No, that's all Kids Bop really is. Is anymore. this exactly a Weird Al Yankovic song? Yeah. I Taking so. a popular song, you know, uh, this is in the the model of fat. Uh, this is in the the model of eat it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Another one Com- bites the crust. I don't Combo know if that's a real copy one. It, pepperoni topping it. Better say Good. John when you say who the papa is. Fuck off. Great. A uh, whole twelve piece with ranch. Need a lot of it. Driver got a fifty. Change you got to pocket it. I mean, you got your money back. Your car was declined, but you gave your delivery driver 50 bucks. Got in. Whoa. Hey, okay, money bags. Pick up the phone, trying to be cooking, slicing each hand. You know how I'm looking. Probably had dinner plans in your brain put in my mind right before I came, which is not not sexual. Double dipper, finger liquor. I keep it all down because I ain't a quitter. 
Mm-hmm. Don't need a steak and shake. I need a prime rib with some king crab and a big old bib. Take me to Bucky's. Wow, that's regional. Call it a date. Give me <laughs> Take some... me to Bucky's. <laughs> yeah, dog. This, is, this song is sponsored by Bucky's. Give uh... me some fudge and a barbecue plate. That's don't mix those. I made you know a career I... off smearing some cake all over oh, my. This continues. Hold on. I made a career of smearing some cake all over my titties, and nah, they ain't fake. Hold on, this is no longer a kids song. Yeah, excuse me. Someone, one of the child, one of the kids have gone rogue. <laughs> one of the kids, they grabbed the mic when they when they should. Oh, know. this verse is this verse, by the way, is sung by a lardy B. <laughs> well, yeah, of, of course. Uh, what you expect? What you expect? Nothing else. Uh, Sauce absolutely. on my lips, licking it slow. I need a bag, take it to go. And if there's blue cheese instead of ranch, I swear I'm cutting your throat. What the fuck? This sushi is fire, spicy, spicy wasabi. I'm asking the waiter for more edamame. Well, this is cultural. They hook it up because food is my hobby. Lardy's uh-huh. the name, or that's what they call me. That is what names are. Okay, this just says thick bitch definite. Appetite evident. Where are you get? Are you on Rap Genius? No, I'm. Uh, is this sort of an avant-garde mashup song where they take? I don't the think it's. I don't, I don't think it's bop? actually Kids Bop. Oh, okay. Someone has I think done this. This is actually a parody. Oh, I'm. Hold on, I'm looking. Which one of these kids is Weird Al Yankovic? I knew it. <laughs> oh no, I, I knew it the whole time. Uh, I am looking at the most recent Kids Bop album. And truly what I'm learning is that I don't keep up with contemporary music anymore because I don't know basically any of these songs. I do see the Kids Bop Kids covered Montero, Call Me By Your Name, and I can only Uh, hope they had an accompanying music video about a child not fucking the devil. I mean, definitely (laughs) fucking the devil. Definitely fucking the devil. Definitely. Um, Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, so listen, there you go. I'm glad we went on this went on this journey. I am not seeing uh, pizza, uh, wings and pizza on this on this recent uh, track list. Yeah, well, if nothing else, at least I was able to give you the great pleasure of hearing of whatever was going musical on. Musical concoction that is wings absolutely. and pizza. Absolutely, uh, a recipe happy. for success, if I might say so myself. Hundred percent. 100%. Oh, the Kids Bop Ultimate playlist. I'm going to be fucking... I know what I'm fucking headbanging to later tonight. I don't know what I'm fucking <laughs> popping on. I had the apartment to myself all weekend. I could have been fucking blasting some Kids Bop. I will warn you, if you do blast Kids Bop, you will be some, uh, summarily evicted. <laughs> <laughs> my, my neighbors will complain. <laughs> I need to I need to be on my best behavior most of the time. So if I'm like watching an old Peter Bogdanovich movie too loud, they're like, well, at least it's not Kids Bob. <laughs> could be Kids Bob. That's, that's, could, one, that's could one be, step too far. It could be so much fucking worse. You have no I am idea. looking at list of notable Kids Bob alumni on their Wikipedia page. And right. I, I recognize, I just wanted to see what was up. And I just, I love to know celebs and what they were up to. Uh, stars, where are they now? I, uh, there's a list of about 10 folks here. And I do recognize only one of them. Um, but the one that is on here is kind of astounding. 
I want you to just you get one guess. A I'm, very famous person. Yeah, was, I might, was, I might, was I may, once may upon a cheated. time a kids bop kid. No, you cheat. No. <laughs> Hold on. All right, fine. Uh, listener, Ross listener, Lynch. noble listener, you you get one guess. Listener, give yourself ten seconds. It? One, two, three, four. Oh, that's ten. who you think it is. Who do you think it is? Did you guess Zendaya? Because <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't. Stop listening to our podcast right now. Unless you guessed Finn Argus, American actor, musician, and model. (laughs) Unless unless you guess exactly. Unless you guess um, Olivia Hastings Holt uh, from the Disney XD series Kicking It. Um, I I assume Zendaya is the most famous person on this list. It's Um, wild to me that like five years after. Zendaya was on Kids Bop in 2009. Yeah, because she's not. She old. was in Spider Man. <laughs> she's like, not. She was. She was born in 1996. Yeah, that's that's not very long ago. That's not very long ago. Zendaya is younger actually, than me. It's actually further back than I thought, but she's definitely younger than me because I'm the old guy now. Uh, <laughs> when did Spider Man Homecoming come out? 2017. Okay, so eight years after Kids Bop. She was Peter Parker's soon-to-be betrothed. Girlfriend. So she was 21. She was a cool 21 in uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Maybe 20. Yeah, you know, high school freshman aged. (laughs) Yeah, you know, classic. Uh, And then they uh, lost five years, and they seemed pretty chill about it, honestly. Um, They seemed to take it in stride. Hey, at least she disappeared, too. It would have been impossible to justify oh, Zendaya yeah, was... and Tom Holland being five years apart in age. Oh, my God. Well, because Tom Holland's 12, right? So that's already, like, uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. But, um... When was Tom Holland born? Yesterday. <laughs> my, my man's still wet behind the also, ears. Also 1996. Also 1996. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Stars, they're just like us. They're just, what? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Uh, a leap was, was made here. I was born in 1996. That's my new. That's my new canon. I'm telling everyone. Yeah. I do not uh, turn 30 in a couple months. I turn Zendaya age. Yeah. Oh, you know what? That's genius. That's right? genius. How old are you? I'm gonna look up 30 year old. Who's 30 right now? Okay, so people that were born in well 92. Oh my god. Oh, Joe, I'm as old as Steve Harrington from Stranger Things. That rocks. I don't uh, know who that is. You don't watch Stranger Things? How dare you? Um, sorry. So sorry. I'm as old as the kids from Zach and Cody. Oh, wow. Zach, Zach and, and Cody. Cody. You're Dylan Riverdale and Cole age. Are both you should 30. be on Riverdale. You should be on Riverdale. Oh, that's right. One of them hashtag, played Jughead. I forgot about that. Hashtag daddy host on Riverdale. <laughs> Let's uh, get Logan. Logan Lerman, the sleepiest star in the new Bullet Train, uh, is 30. Logan Lerman is in Bullet Train? <laughs> Barely. <laughs> okay. I see. Perhaps yeah, do events very... transpire in relation to Logan Lerman? <laughs> yeah. And then even Spoilers after those events transpire, even after those events transpire, he's around still. Just not given the... many lines. <laughs> he's playing the train. <laughs> Uh, he might as well no, be. his his corpse rides the bullet train. I understand yes. where we're going yes. with this. Yes. I've not seen bullet train. Um, oh, shit. I'm as old as... Oh, hold on. Bullet train. 
Oh, this is a list. Okay, I was like, I thought this was saying their age, and I was like, this says 26. I'm as old as Finn from Star Wars. Oh, Boyega. Uh, yeah, that rules. Uh, I, I don't know anybody else on this. Freddie Highmore's 30. You should have been in Attack the Block also. You should have been one I of mean, those guys, one of those ruffians. Yeah, it would have been great. Going around and be like, hey, bruv. It would have been good. You sweetie. You oh, know, I can do an accent. Believe. Oh, I can do an accent in it. <laughs> in it? Bruv. Uh, Get Dennis over here, Quaid's Doctor. son is 30. Okay. Jack Quaid, 30. Oh, uh, okay, great. Oh, that, that guy who is named after Dennis Quaid and looks a lot like Meg Ryan? Interesting. Weird how that worked out. Yeah. There was like one still in... Um, uh, like I paused an episode of The Boys at one point and was like, "Oh shit, there he is!" Uh, it was like it was like him looking in the mirror or something, and I was like, "Oh shit, there's Dennis Quaid!" Because there's I that just Dennis out. just did not see it ever before he that. Just, I was like, "There's no fucking way this guy is Dennis Quaid's kid." There's that. Uh, Dennis. But Dennis Quaid is you know one of those sixty year old stars who looks like hamburger meat now, so you know. Some people age well, and then and there's so, Dennis and Quaid. And and sometimes you have an actor. It's less common nowadays because we don't let regular-looking people be in movies. But, like, sometimes you have an actor who looks old at a very early age, and then they continue to be in movies for 30 years. And you're like, they must be a 1,000. And you're like, no, they're 55. They just looked yeah. 55 for the last 25 years. Yeah, precisely, precisely. The precisely. Wilford Brimley... The Michelle Christopher Yeoh. Lloyd, Michelle Yeoh. Michelle Yeoh, who's looked the same age for the last 30 years. Incredible. Which I should clarify. She didn't look 50 30 yes, years ago. I was. She's just now stopped looking 30. Yeah, but if Michelle Yeoh goes into her attic and sees that picture of herself, it's all over. Game over, man. <laughs> what? Dorian Gray? Oh, I was. I thought you were talking about uh, the Portrait movie. of Michelle Yeoh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought you were talking about that movie with Sandra Oh in it, Uma, where she sees a picture of her mom upstairs and then gets haunted by her mom. I don't know why I thought. What a, oh, what a disappointment that movie was. Yeah, right. I watched that it on an airplane. I didn't even watch it on an airplane. I watched someone else watch it, and I, I could get from that that it was stupid. You're like, I got it. This is not very well I was like, assembled. oh, this is dumb, actually. I almost this saw that I was between that and seeing X, and I made the wrong call, even though like it's not like everybody loved X. Was that, that, uh, was that that A24 movie? I th I think so. It was, it was like in Texas or whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah, 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 yeah. That trailer not. looked good. It looked kind of interesting, but I was like, ah, you know, Sandra O oh horror movie produced by Sam Raimi. Garbage. Hot. <laughs> hot. Oh, boring. no. Not even hot garbage. Boring garbage. Just like garbage <laughs> is just like a mess. Oh, no. It's no good. I'm sorry. Um, and obviously we, we do have a book to talk about, but. What book? But. Uh, what book? Uh, but but it would be a miss because we haven't we haven't hopped on the mic uh, since maybe either of us uh, saw the new uh, directorial effort from a little director called uh, Jordan Peele. Uh, oh, a little yes. film that one yes. might call Nope. Yes. Uh, we will we will uh, keep it relatively spoiler free uh, for anyone who has not yet made it out to see uh, the major motion picture Nope. Uh, but that movie's gonna get a big old yep from me, dog. Yeah, that movie rules. That movie was a fucking cool. I it was liked so it cool, a right? lot. It was so cool. Specifically, 
it was cool. Like I, I went into it like I'm not a huge horror movie buff. Um, I did force myself to finally watch Get Out right before going to see Nope because like I had. Well, it turns out this is a little bit of me pulling the cart before the horse, but I did in fact end up finding a way to figure that movie out having not seen it. Um, so when it when like the twists and things were happening in that movie, I was like, yeah. No, I nobody spoiled it outright for me, but I started to put it together. But you've existed in the culture for the last five yeah, years. So yeah. they're like the sunken place was probably something that you had heard referenced before. I'd heard you know reference I mean? too, and I thought maybe it was a physical place, but when it happened the first time I was like, Oh and a then like place. it took it took one inter this is probably me being a black man. Um it took one interaction with Lakeith Stanfield's character to be like, oh, they're just putting white people in black people bodies. Mm. Like, I got it instantly. <laughs> I mm-hmm. was like, oh, yeah, that's the old white guy in uh, Lakeith Stanfield's body. Dope. Okay. Wild. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I watched that ahead of time. Um, and I've seen most of us. Uh, and I went into Nope like, I like aliens. And I like when aliens are involved in horror. Like I don't mind that kind of horror in any way. Like the 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 original Alien and Aliens and the Predator movie that just came out is very much a horror movie. Prey um, was fun. It, you know, it's a mixture. It's like a horror action. It's a horror action movie. It's the same um, same the genre same to that- me as like a vampire movie, like uh, blah blah Underworld. Or a zombie movie like Night of the uh, uh, yeah, Army of the it's Dead. Got, it's got like it's scary ish, mm-hmm. but it's nope. action y. It's definitely also a mixture. Um, uh, yeah, except it yeah. felt far less horror to me than it did like deeply disturbing psychological thriller. Uh, sure, which can fall which under can the be horror, horror umbrella. Yeah. I think people right. have a very like narrow definition of like what horror is, but that is certainly a, a mo- you know. There's a moment where it like rains blood, and, and I'm like, that those are horror elements. Yeah. <laughs> we are experiencing some horror elements. It's like the people have done this comparison many times, and I think it's very apt. Uh, it's it's like an early Spielberg movie, yes. Um, in that in that mixture of and and there are so many projects in the last few decades that are trying to get after that Amblin feel, um, yeah. but in my opinion, generally fail to do it. Because what Nope does is, like, learn the right lessons from your close encounters, from your Jaws, instead of just having a bunch of characters reference those movies that you want to emulate. (laughs) Yeah, And (laughs) then saying, it's like, look at us. Look, see, we, like, we're one of those. (laughs) Because (laughs) our characters said, this is like the Goonies. Because someone out, because there's a bunch of kids on bicycles, so that must be like ET. And I'm like, right. that's not, that's not, how, not that how that works at all. Uh, but it's just, it's a, it, there's no one, no director in the game currently who is better at making you in the audience go like, oh, of course, of course, you told me that two hours ago, but right. I didn't know you were telling it to me. I just yeah. I I was having fun watching a movie and I'm like ah he told me a clue I just uh, what a guy there are a, so many little like uh, that's what I'm looking for expertly drizzled hints throughout notes yes. that are so like and I I even feel like mentioning them doesn't spoil them because it's then 
picking it's sure i could be like this specific line is a hint to something but like to what because there are many different ways to interpret the whole movie um also one of the most iconic lines from the movie for me came in one of the trailers and i knew it as soon as i went on twitter to to tweet about it and i saw austin walker had already tweeted about it yeah austin walker had watched the trailer and was commenting on the line of what's a bad miracle they got a word for that and Austin Walker was like, this is the best and most infuriate, like, fuck you for saying this out loud because I wish I'd said it. Um, yeah. And, like, trying to contextualize that, the whole movie is so good. Uh, there's there's just so many, like, there's just a little little flecks of clues all over the place. And um, you don't, it, and it doesn't feel like you are being delivered clues. It feels no. organic and part of a character's story, like like all the stuff with the the horses at the beginning and you're like, I didn't even realize I was being set up. Like, it just feels like such a good moment in the moment, which is, yeah. that's, that's that clever screenwriting. That's that clever filmmaking. And um, also it's peppered with comedy in yes. a way that only Jordan Peele could not only, I don't want to like act like there's no one, pos- but like it feels expressly Jordan Peele brand. Like this is deeply disturbing, but also, people are like making jokes or saying things or doing things that are yes. genuinely funny. Right. Uh, and, and so much of like, and a lot of scripts that attempt to do exposition try to do that, but they do it in this shitty way where someone is delivering exposition and then someone else goes like, Whoa, this is a lot of information, which is like, <laughs> not the same thing. Like you still just sat there and exposited to me. You yeah. did that. That didn't help having someone yeah. go like, uh, English. English doc. <laughs> Every time that fucking happens, I'm like, I figure saw out another way. Somewhat recently, in like a recent, and I'm like, same. Leg- you legitimately just did an English doc. Like, you- <laughs> I cannot believe that you just did that. In the yeah, year I don't remember Lord. what it was, but I yeah, I can't it was either, new, but I, and I saw I, it, and I was like, uh, there's better ways to write this. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I feel like there was a more elegant way to go about this, but it's just like it doing that kind of stuff that Jordan Peele is doing is very difficult to like actually sit down and figure out and and recapitulate and and have things be clear to the audience without having characters just sit there and explain why they are the way they are um sure and and a lot of that can be done you know through a a performance by a kiki palmer or a daniel kaluuya you know very gifted actors um or sometimes you gotta you gotta do some editing uh trickeries so it's like we cut back to this thing very quickly and so you can see what he's thinking about without him having to like sit there and go like and this is why i'm doing this for exactly you know it's it's just really good so elegant shit so good the couple of flashbacks with keith david where you're like that was interesting little tidbit and then like 20 minutes later uh oj says something and you're like Oh, unbelievable. He had the clue in his brain the whole time. Yeah, his dad said this thing to him years ago about like animal behavior. And you're like, why does that matter at all? And then later you're like, totally should have seen that. And what does this side story have to do with? And then you're like, oh, I see. It's kind of a larger like thematic idea. That is how Gordy relates to all of this. I see. Yes. Yes. Also, why is this fucking shoe standing up? (laughs) Fucking wild shit. What's going on here? I love it. It's so good. Also, also, I will say um, one of the most creative fucking takes on aliens 
in a long time. I've really. seen in a while. Yeah, because uh, there's this this is author named Stanislaw Lem, mm-hmm. who famously like had a big beef with like Star Trek, Star Wars, and shit. Big because beef. like, why are all the aliens fucking bipedal? Because budgetary limitation. <laughs> because yeah, because I you, mean, yeah, but, you gotta uh, dress a human to look like a thing. I know, but I get what they're saying, right? It doesn't yeah. make it doesn't feel like a cohesive actual world well, if yeah. everyone is on and, two feet and speaks English. <laughs> right. And also, he's just like, if we're going to write about aliens, why are they all so easy for us to understand? So the reason I'm saying this, uh, I have a book by of his called Solaris. It's about scientists landing on a ocean planet. Sure, that's and, been adapted a couple times. And the ocean doesn't give a fuck. Ocean oh, sorry, care about sorry. you. Sorry, to be clear, the ocean is sentient. And the ocean doesn't give a fuck that these people are trying to like, understand it and communicate with it it just fucks with them ocean does <laughs> and it's not awesome. care about you yeah. yeah who cares and what 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 uh right do we have to assume that any alien we encounter be at all obligated to explain itself to us <laughs> like to make it itself probably... explicable to me i'm yeah. on alien turf <laughs> like the same reason you don't explain your life to a fly that lands on your leg an alien may see us and just be like, "Fine, okay, bye." Yeah. Um, and f- in that same vein, I feel like the 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 um, the UFO you're interacting with, or the UAP, uh, which is the new term for the for UFOs in the military, um, unexplained aerial phenomena, whatever. Um, I think that that is approached in very much the same way of like, well, what does it want? Why is it here? What is it doing? And at no point does the movie like, let's make it clear to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you can relatively intuit based on like other, you know, sort of outsized yeah. uh, ideas and the the spin they have on your typical UFO story, I think is really yeah. clever. It's just so Super simple. Good. And, and so like, again, it's one of those things that comes across in one of those like hinted moments that yeah. when it finally hits and you, I just got goosebumps thinking about it. When it finally hits you, you're and like, you get oh a chance to God. think about it. You're yes. like, oh, that explains almost everything. Right. Like, oh, that's why this is happening. That's why this specific event happened. It, it, it's so great. It's all so that behavior great. just fucking cleanly lines up all of a sudden. Yep. Just with that one little just that one super little fucking cool. Uh, anyway, yeah, cool. official official advanced media studies endorsement of Jordan Peele's Nope. Yeah. Uh, uh, a also, I love that Jordan Peele flip. named it after what? black folks would say if they saw it when they saw it like there's a really great interview with <laughs> and they daniel do a kaluuya. Times. <laughs> there's a really great interview with daniel kaluuya on jimmy uh jimmy uh, jimmy fallon where Kaluuya's like i asked him what it was called because i hadn't asked him in like weeks of looking at the script and talking to the crew about it and then he said that jordan peele just said nope and he started laughing and he was like why is it called nope and jordan peele was like because when black folks see it they're gonna that's what they're gonna say nope nope <laughs> and like yeah and that's literally what happens in that movie a couple of times and every time it happens there was this like rolling laughter throughout the crowd of like yeah <laughs> that's exactly yep. the right response 100 it's an earnest reaction it's funny but it doesn't feel like ironic or like winky you know it never yeah, feels it like they're stepping f- out of the movie it doesn't have a fucking slide whistle attached to it to be like this is a joke it's yeah, just it no it's fucking funny yeah, 
Hundred percent. It's really well done, and uh, yeah, this is of course Advanced Media Studies a podcast where we aim to talk about every single piece of pop culture ever created, one week at a time. Uh, I am one of your hosts, TV's Kevin. Lee. Oh, I'm sorry, forgot to say that you rejoin us now as as we pick up our our uh, dangling thread as as we uh, our our life podcast and everything. Our podcast, the universe, and everything. I truly can't remember what is. Uh, we've not been doing this as frequently. I cannot remember <laughs> what it's called. Um, I am, of course, uh, one of your hosts, TV's Kevin Lanigan. Uh, but you might know me for my design award, uh, making all the little nooks and crannies on the side of Finland. <laughs> Incredible. I am Caleb. Um, at Love Wub, dad, daddy host, host with the mostest kids. And, um, we're here to answer questions like, why do, why are people born? Why do they die? Why do they want to spend so much of the intervening time wearing digital watches? You gotta understand, this book came out <laughs> in the 80s, and this digital watches were like a new thing. So yeah. someone will go like, why do you need a digital watch? Your regular watch works just fine. Uh, also, whereas, I found it yeah. incredibly funny to read that while also <laughs> turning over my wrist to look at my Apple Watch and being like, oh, damn, got me. <laughs> what would Douglas Adams think of me reading a text message on my watch? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> would he judge me? Probably. Perhaps. Perhaps. I don't got no Apple Watch. Do you have to pay, like, a continuing fee for Apple Watch service? No, no uh, if you, well, that's, it depends. So I got the Wi-Fi one that just piggybacks off my phone. Gotcha. Um, that one doesn't, it's just, you paid 250 bucks or whatever for the watch and then it's yours. Um, if you get one with cell service, cell service for a watch because they take so little as like five or $10 a month. That's not much. Gotcha. Okay. It's I, still uh, more than I wanted to pay. So I didn't do it. <laughs> I uh, am not going to get one, but I have always been curious. I'm like, how does this work? What what are you paying to have that access on your wrist? Uh, Whereas I look at phone too much already. I do not need something telling me to go look at phone. Yep. Genuinely. Also, mine's like four years old at this point. So Mm -hmm. when I do get messages, they're late. (laughs) So like I'll get a text and I'll look at my phone and then I'll put my phone back in my pocket and my watch is like, hey, you got a text. And I'm like, I fucking know. I'm aware. Uh, it's it's great. It's uh, it's genuinely good and f- fine as a timepiece, but like, yeah. Maybe spend two hundred and fifty dollars on a two hundred and fifty dollar watch, not a piece of tech that's just gonna do what your phone does. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Or like, just on like something else. You know what I mean? Or <laughs> you know on I mean? anything else, right? I'm I'm trying to trying to uh, get up to the point where I'm gonna make a film. I should probably hang on to my expenses. You never know where those you never know where those Apple Watch sized purchases might fit in. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna like do some crowdfunding, but also that's almost certainly not gonna cover. A lot of this is gonna come out of (laughs) come out of pocket. I'll break uh, Max Bialystock's one rule: never put your own money in the show. If I uh, never put my own money in the show, was that, there would never be a show. The show would not that, happen. That can't have been in reference to like filmed things, was it? Was it like in it was stage? in reference to Broadway? But okay. it's the same principle. I was gonna it's say well, no. Principle. It can't be Kevin. I think so. It can't. There's no fucking person, no indie filmmaker who's made a film 
that's been anything who hasn't put their own fucking money into it. Well, that's Max Bialystok um, is a fictional guy, so I can't ask him. Uh, also, not necessarily someone who I'm like supposed to emulate. <laughs> Okay, okay. Not, not not the most above board. I don't know if you know the plot of the producers, but he's he's oh. not exactly like above board. Not the he's, not the not the best advice giver. Not the best advice giver. Kind of a kind of a, a notoriously sleazy guy, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> who uh, uh believes that uh he can make more money with a Broadway flop than he can with a hit. Uh, so they make uh, intentionally uh, the biggest flop possible. That is, you know, if if no one sold you the plot of the producers in the last fifty five years, now you know. <laughs> yeah, I, now I don't have to watch it. Now you're aware. Hey, you know what? It's pretty good. The premise is not, <laughs> is not the whole thing. <laughs> you can watch the musical version if that's your thing. I don't know where you land on the on musicals. Is it right in the I, middle? I like musicals. I don't go out of my way to watch them though. If that makes sense. No, for sure. But if you're like, you're you're not someone who like needs to be held down in the get out chair to watch a musical, you know, like, you know. <laughs> no, no. Like I watched La La Land on purpose. I watched, um, I watched um, The Greatest Showman on purpose. I watched, oh, I, I was, I was going to watch that one with Andrew Garfield about Rent. Oh, Tick, Tick, Boom. Yeah, it's tick, good. I was going to watch that one. I never got around to it. But you know, I it, like I like music. Still there. I just I just it's don't. The, it uh, didn't go nowhere. I didn't. It was a Netflix thing, right? Yeah. So it's still yeah. on there for as long as Netflix exists. So like, well, well, we weeks, can't say weeks. that because there are things that are no longer on HBO Max, and HBO That's Max true. still does. Yeah, exist. they're pulling it in a producers esque sort of gambit. It's like we can make more <laughs> money with a tax write off, not releasing Scoob Holiday Haunt, a basically completed animated feature film. Uh, yeah. We can make more money uh, from the IRS giving us a credit for not releasing. There's a whole season of a show, a whole third <laughs> season of a show that's like just shelved because of the write-off. And that is gross. Yeah, that's happened before. I think that is still the case with the final season of Drunk History. Like it's like filmed. Maybe it's even edited or partially edited. And just like it probably will never come out. <laughs> Yeah, that's wretched. Uh, that is why, if people start paying me to make things, I am going to uh, keep a copy of everything. I will. Yeah, there's I a, will have my own copy of everything. There was a there was a, a female director who was. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Um, a lady director. I know. How dare I? Um, what the hell? I also don't know why I said it like that. There's this woman who who made a show on Disney Plus. On Twitter during the last week, while everyone's been talking about this, who mentioned that like she 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 tweeted, "This is why I was so adamant about getting a physical copy of the thing I made." Yep. And I was annoying to several people on the phone, but I did get one, and like I'll always have that. Where yep. there are people who have made stuff with uh, Warner Brothers that now just like is gone. It's not gone; it exists still. They just they'll just never get their hands on it. And yeah. yuck. Fucking yuck. Uh, yeah, it's gross and it sucks. Uh, and uh, everything about the entertainment industry is uh, structured in such a way as to benefit uh, the corporation and not anyone who created uh, the darn thing. <laughs> so tell me about this uh, movie you're going to make. <laughs> <laughs> 
Listen, oh yeah, I love uh, attempting to uh, be a, a maker of film and television nowadays where it's like, okay, what's the best case scenario? Uh, yeah. I put a lot of my own money into this thing so that it can get cheaply bought by some third tier streaming service and anonymously dumped with no fanfare. <laughs> cannot cannot wait to tell people to yeah. dive through the archives of Peacock to find my, to fi- go on freebie. <laughs> Form, yeah, hop form, on Verve. Hop on Verve and uh, just do, do a quick little scroll through nine pages and you can find this thing that I pumped years of my life into. My my heart, my very soul, all of yeah. my feelings into this Into, into this, this one piece. thing, yeah. Uh, and you might accidentally hear about it someday. It's really cool. I feel very good about it. <laughs> I really hope that, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, there's so much hope. In, uh, so that is why I uh, do not... Despite certain recommendations from some people, I'm not, like, seeking out internships at large, you know, uh, corporate conglomerates or anything like that. I am attempting as best I can uh, to make my own art on my own terms. Uh, And if that means I don't really make much money from it, that, to me, is a worthy trade-off to a certain extent, um, where at least I get to keep owning this. And I know I'll never be, like, you know, some creative guru or whatever that, like, people come to. I will not have a flock of people that, like, surround my work or anything like that. But it's just the alternative uh, sucks so bad to me. Um, <laughs> as someone as someone who, like, you know, I love uh, films of the 70s, for instance. And so, so, so many of those are completely unavailable because they are now owned by some, like, they were sold to a pharmaceutical company to settle a lawsuit. And it's like, you'll never see Elaine May's The Heartbreak Kid in a legal capacity because it is owned by some pharmaceutical company who wants hundreds of millions of dollars to release it. And everyone's like, no, we're not going to, we can't, we're not going to do that. (laughs) Sorry. Um, No question. Sorry, friend. Uh, And, and, you know, as these things, as these like original film negatives of, you know, these beloved movies, um, all kinds of movies by all kinds of famous directors, starring famous actors, just completely lost to time sitting away in some room deteriorating because (laughs) like anyone that cares about them cannot get their grubby mitts on them and say what you will about the man's uh opinions on marvel films no one has done more to try and prevent exactly this than sir martin scorsese a five foot nothing king um keanu reeves also started like an entire yeah keanu's uh, doing it thing to preserve film it's fucking wild if i come to any esteem i will be doing the same thing i'm like we gotta get Little Murders starring Elliot Gould out in a legal capacity. People deserve to see it. Um, and it's and it sucks. And it's it's just truly like... And even when those things enter the public domain, and the American public domain legality is so fucked, so unbelievably fucked, um, that sure. by the time, like, those things are, are available to people who could actually use them... Will they even fucking exist anymore? Or will, like, someone have, some intern have accidentally, like, thrown them away? (laughs) Yeah, this is also a problem, not to to completely derail our conversation from the book we mentioned. um, We'll 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 get get there. Um, This is also a problem that's deeply impacting the game space in a way that's, like, 
deeply troubling because game the preservation is dog is non-existent and there it's are people not. trying but like the problem is like with film no i guess it's pr- probably pretty similar uh i'm Let's speaking a little bit out of turn because i'm not entirely sure how watching old films is done but i imagine it takes equipment that's older but there's still equipment you could make today that could do those things yes and play those formats the problem with video games is so many of them are built on like what do you do with games built that were in the Commodore six in the in the Commodore uh OS? Yeah. Or, How do you possibly or like God help you, like just the inputs on all of these things are completely yes. different. Yes. Um, it's to the like if you play a PC game now and you plug in a I like like I have plug in a Logitech flight stick with a throttle, the games are just like, don't know what the fuck that is. And you're like, that? okay, that's fine. I just program these things to it. But when you think of how that is your consumer experience approaching it, imagine uh, anybody approaching these things for the sake of posterity, then going, okay, Steam put out 11,000 games last year. Luckily, we can put all of those on a computer. Unluckily, we do not have the money to buy these. And there is no... You know, there's no possible fucking way to, at least so far, reach out to all of those developers and get a copy given to the Museum of Interactive Art. That doesn't exist. There should be, um, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't exist. Or the Internet Archive, but expanded to be, you know, like containing original negatives and things like that. Or like, what you know, the the source code of a game. Uh, Yeah, the the equivalent of the negatives. Exactly. We were just like, what? How do we play games from 1970 to 1980? Yeah. How? And, and Where it, could we go to see a comprehensive exhibit of these things? And how do you comprehensively exhibit these things without allowing them to be interactable? And yeah. then how do you allow these things to be comprehensively interactable without access, resources, or... Yep input like it and all these things take money and games take such an investment of equipment like there's such there there is a a lot of upfront costs to be someone that that plays video games especially like if you're someone who loves games enough to try and own like multiple consoles or or a console and a handheld or, or what have you um and it's a it's a space that like games have really really been caught in um, yeah. And the companies that own these games seem reticent to – they don't see the cost-benefit analysis of, like, well, we need to take this old, beloved fucking PS Vita game and right. like, and update it in a way where someone can actually play it now and even, like, bother to do a shitty Steam port of it. Like, it's not worth the investment for most of those companies. Right. Um, and and uh, a lot of these companies, especially, you know, Japanese ones, I feel like have this – a lot of, like – they hold everything very close to the chest. And, and they sure. don't like anything kind of slipping out. Or at least I'm speaking primarily of Nintendo and Atlas. <laughs> of Nintendo whose like willingness to sue people into oblivion is... Into oblivion over anything. And, and so many things that, like, okay, it, it, I am of the moral opinion that, like, if Nintendo owns a game, theoretically probably has, like a port version of it for the switch and just does not make it available to people to buy, then we should be able to pirate that game. You are, you are, you are withholding art 
because to yeah. say yeah. because to to say that we are not owed access to art is to think of art as fucking IP and I just I I won't I can't yeah, no, do, I hate it sucks. It's when the same regular reason... people use words like IP. It's the content thing all over again. No, exactly. That's what I was going to say. Um also like exactly what you're saying like there's no better way to at least in so far as we've gotten and i'm saying all these things with the like from a place of authority i don't hold but regardless there's no better way right now to to interact with these old games especially on the nintendo side than through emulation and just piggybacking off of what you said nintendo has been so violently aggressive about disbanding emulation operations that like i think recently they sued someone for like 40 million like a non-profit like a non you don't have to pay to do this group of people like 40 million dollars that would absolutely sue them into oblivion and a statement was made by somebody that I'm sure they wished, as they were saying it, they could catch the words and shove them back into their mouth, that they were wanting to make an example out of a specific person. And it's like, yo, <laughs> like, yeah. you, Nintendo, own one of the largest, I mean, Sony's got a large library, thanks to the PlayStation 1 and 2, but like, 100%. you own one of the largest and most coveted game libraries in existence, and have the ability because of your holding immensity, the, 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 the size you are and the, the infrastructure the, 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 is in the stuff place. you have. Yeah, you have the ability to make them available. Yeah, fuck it. So many people are so upset about this. They're like, you have the ability to sell them to us. Let me pay money, right? And we and we right. see it all the time. Every time they actually like go back into the catalog and they're like, all right, live alive. This legendary uh, old ass JRPG. We're finally going to make it available to people, and it like it sells great. It's reviewed great. Like it's just it, that's all it took. <laughs> you just had yep. to do it. Just had to do it. it also, the free games they give you are <laughs> so often because there is this. I'm sorry for anybody who does not care about this shit. There is this network for Nintendo users that you know, like uh, like Xbox Live or whatever, lets yeah. you play online. And having that subscription also gives you. Um, a couple of free Nintendo games, uh, and it seems in an infrequent interval. Every single time that they announce what those games are, people are like, "What are these? Like nobody, why? Why didn't? What is this weird Meanwhile, shit?" Meanwhile, they will never drop, you know, a mainline Mario or Zelda or Pokemon under a sixty dollar price no. tag, uh, no. which is ridiculous. No. Very Disney of them. Yeah, it's like even now you go to the fucking Blu-ray store and it's like a little shack and like the you know when you show up like the sign falls off the front door and yep. like you're like all right great I can pick up oh this is three dollars and this is three dollars and oh uh, Beauty and the Beast uh, thirty dollars <laughs> yeah dude. for that for a fucking thirty year old animated film um, which is why I don't own a lot of Disney DVDs and Blu-rays because they're expensive yeah. as fuck. So what we're all trying to say um, in perpetuity, which because of this will come up again and has come up before, is that that art should be way more accessible. And while I don't think Kev nor I disagree with art being 
given to us at a charge when it first comes out for the sake of those making it, being able to make more. Under um, this system, that is the only, that is the way. Right, right, like, uh, right. Yeah, we don't live we in a we don't live in a society. That's what we're stuck with. That's what we're doing. <laughs> we don't live in a post-capitalist utopia where people exactly. who want to make art are permitted to make art. Instead, they have yes. to grovel at our feet for money. Uh, but while we don't disagree with that process when they release it, so they can make more, there's as a fundamentally broken structure uh, behind it that does not allow yes. for things that deserve to be viewed, seen, shared, and, ava- and available. To be any of those things, and it fucking sucks. Absolutely, I'm sorry. I didn't realize are... how passionately I cared about this shit until we started talking about it tonight, and now but, I'm no, actually it's, a it's little important. angry. <laughs> yes, and we are we are people that care about these things. I'm sorry, we are going to talk about this book, uh, but I am going to share just like this One little this little thing that I love, and then okay. we can talk about the book. Um, it is it is created by the Bread and Puppet Theater. Um, back in 1984, and it is okay. the Why Cheap Art Manifesto. Why art should be cheap <laughs> yes. and available. Um, and it says, people have been thinking too long that art is a privilege of the museums and rich. Art is not business. It does not belong to banks and fancy investors. Art is food. You can't eat it, but it feeds you. Art has to be cheap and available to everyone. It needs to be everywhere because it is the inside of the world. Art soothes pain. Art wakes up sleepers. Art fights against war and stupidity. Art sings hallelujah. Art is for kitchens. Art is like good bread. Art is like green trees. Art is like white clouds in the sky. Art is cheap. Hurrah. Fuck yeah, dude. That rule. Send that to me, please. Hundred. I might hundred percent. I might print that on a canvas and hang it on my Oh yeah, wall. you got that it. Shit's you got incredible. It. Bread and puppet's still in operation. Maybe you can buy it like direct from the yes. from the fucking source. Yeah, dude. Um, it, that rings familiar to me of the uh the Ethan Hawke interview that went that came out. Somewhat like a viral. Year ago. Yeah, that went a little viral where he's like, Art doesn't make any sense. And like it it won't, and like you'll see something or someone will make something, and it it won't make sense until like you lose a family member or a sibling or a friend or like you fall in love or like you're just sad, and then like you sit there and think, what what is it I'm feeling and why do I feel this way? Somebody else has to have felt this way, and then that's when art is medicine. Like you that you need that shit. Uh, it fucking rules. There's. There's also a poem that I, there's so many little things that reference this, but there's one that's like, uh, art is, um, like non-essential and saying that like, it doesn't need to exist. And that's part of the point. Art justifies its own existence. It right. doesn't have to fulfill some other function. But then the end of the poem is that like it, art is non-essential until it isn't. Yeah. And then you're like, yeah. oh shit. Yep. Oh nah, shit. I speaking of that fuck Ethan Hawk, I, I watched all three of his before uh trilogy movies that he co starred in and co wrote. Uh and that song what? bitch fucked me up good. <laughs> what trilogy? The before 
trilogy, uh, before sunrise, before sunset, and before midnight, they oh. are three romantic films uh, with him and Julie Delpy. Um, and the first is two people who randomly meet on a train in Europe, and then they uh, just walk around having a conversation, essentially, for an entire movie. Um, then the sequel, which came out nine years later, is about those two people meeting again nine years later and having another long conversation. And then you better believe the third one, which came out <laughs> another nine years later. Um, it's them That's talking. Amazing. It's just two people talking two very charismatic actors talking two characters expressing themselves in ways they haven't before. Beautiful films. If anyone out yeah. there needs another recommendation for those, uh, let's talk about a book. Uh, Wait, hold on, happened. hold on. I found the oh, poem. Oh, please. Okay, you found by... the... we got to do the poem. We got to do the poem. Yeah, it's by uh, a poet named Madhu Raghavendra, and it's called Artist. And it says, I don't mind being the non-essential. <clears throat> Even a child takes its mother for granted and does not run back to its mother until it's hurt. Nobody first thinks of water when they arrive in an exquisite dinner party until they're choking. I don't mind being the non-essential, knowing you will come looking when things are broken and nothing else works. Art Whoa. is non-essential until it is not. Shit. That's yeah, good. dude. That's good <laughs> Fucking shit. rules, man. That's good ah, shit. It's so good. It's so good. Rock on. Hell yeah, dude. Um, anyway, this is what happens when we don't talk for a few weeks. We're going to go on all kinds of crazy <laughs> tangents, even more yeah. so than normal. And you know what? That's fucking Deal with fine. It. Also, these <laughs> books, this while being very funny, are pretty slight. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sure. So, so sometimes you're like, mm, don't know if we could fill a full hour. Not that anyone's making us, but... Um, no. If we were more on topic, I think the podcast would be way worse, in my humble opinion. And far um, shorter. And <laughs> it would be 30-minute episodes that no one would want to listen to, as 100%. opposed to hour-and-a-half episodes that people like. So, you that know people what? seem to like, so yeah. who am I to argue with what works? If it works, it works. Um, but yeah, so so the contents of our fourth of five, we are in the penultimate uh, reading set of this yes. book. We will finish it for quote-unquote next week. Um, and you know, you never know. It's just the way we're doing it. I'll make it, it happen. I'll make listen, it happen. We used to, during the community days, there were a lot of days where like, oh, Caleb's not available, but Jason's available. Oh, Jason isn't available, but Caleb's available. And then for a while, just neither of you were available. And that this just was what it was. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We did the best we could. I tried to keep the feed hot, you know, bring you, uh, stuff from out behind the Patreon paywall, bring you old episodes you didn't remember, you know, like. I tried to keep y'all entertained. Uh, you've done more than you've done more than required. There's no, actually I could have done nothing. Think about that. I could have done nothing. Precisely. Um, yes, but in this uh, set of chapters, uh, we finally reach the surface of Magrathia as most of the crew people of the Starship Heart of Gold journey down into its depths and are essentially immediately knocked, knocked unconscious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, hmm. At the same time, Arthur and Marvin uh, meet uh, the the lone denizen of Magrathia that they have found, uh, one Slardy Bartfast, uh, who it turns <laughs> out was one of the planet's luxury uh, uh, designers uh, yeah. to, to create these these two-spec on-commission planets. Um, and, uh, and, and Arthur learns the, the true... Uh, secret of all these things as he is about to learn the true purpose 
of the Earth as we watch a <laughs> an extended series of video flashbacks uh, about a a uh, the war between scientists and philosophers over a computer called Deep Thought, uh, which was meant to jan- uh, generate the answer to the ultimate question of life, the universe, and everything. Can and I of course, that you? answer. Is 42. It's 42. It's fucking incredible. Can I tell you, I did not realize the Deep Thought chess computer was named after this book. Yep. Deep Thought chess computer. Also, I'm sure you've lived much of your life hearing 42 as like a a meme number. Yeah. It's like, Kev, it's in. What's wrong with all of you? It's in fucking Into the Spider Verse. It's in And I was like, oh, it's it's a reference to Jackie Robinson. Nope. It's not. Could also be, but it's, it's I thought definitely it was, but also it's not. this. You will, yeah. and now that you, now that you see it, it is I'll see it everywhere. fucking everywhere because people are making reference to this. It's one of the the six, uh, you know, sort of cursed numbers on Lost. It's just forty two. Fucking everywhere because of this book, and I gotta give credit to Douglas Adams where credit is due. He chose a funny number. Yeah. There's something funny about it being 42. Um, <laughs> this random <laughs> but low-digit number. Because if it's too high, you're like, well, that sounds plausible. And if it's, if it's you know, something round like 10, you're like, well, that's not the funny, unexpected thing. 42, <laughs> a blissful distillation of, yeah. of a, a funny number. Yeah, you just, you hear it and you're like... What? Like, your reaction is the same as the scientist of, like, he didn't just say 42, did he? 42. Yeah, and it has the funny F sound. It has the funny T, the funny Y sound. Well well done, Douglas. You really really outdid yourself um, here. Um, as, yeah, I mean, you you know, you got got, uh, your boy Loonqual in here. (laughs) Yep. The other one who you cannot pronounce. Magic yes. uh, And the great thing about yes. writing a book yeah. is that uh, no one has to pronounce it. Yep, it's the best. Seven as you four. flip through, as you flip through this bound collection of thinly sliced tree, good luck because yeah, I didn't God's know how speed. to pronounce it when I wrote it. God's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, there is a uh, so so recently in the X Men comics, uh, the character Apocalypse has started going by a symbol. And it kind of looks like an A, but there's, like, a lot more going on. And when characters address him in dialogue, it's the symbol in, like, the middle of a regular swath of dialogue. And people have asked, like, the writers, like, what is that? how do you pronounce this? And they're like, we don't know. <laughs> what <laughs> we don't need to know. Yes. <laughs> That's yeah. not my problem, actually. I love it. Um, when I read it, I hear the sound from Scott Pilgrim when they're bleeping Aubrey Plaza's mouth. That's what I hear when, sure. when I'm reading over that, that zone. Sure. That like, some... <laughs> yeah. It's like an like, error message. Yeah. Like if you mixed the, uh, the old dial up sound with the sound of the, the adults from the peanuts universe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah, just something, something like that. Something that needs to like take, the the place for the, yeah you got my boys Lunkwill you got Fook in here Fook <laughs> Vroom Fondle of course Vroom Fondle um, yes who loves to demand things which is not a reference to uh, illicit acts in a car no <laughs> no but I do always think of like 
honking off a broomstick when I when I'm <laughs> when I'm talking to my man Vroom Fondle. Uh yes, incredible. Yes, Vroom uh, Fondle. Uh, so how do you how do you again as our newbie? Um, how how yeah. are you feeling? Did you see any of this coming? How are you feeling about experiencing this for for the so first I time? I was vaguely familiar with the uh, forty two being a, a thing in this, so I did mm-hmm. know that this is where it was going. I didn't know, of course, the process through which we would get to this place, but also, um, I'm still enamored by the in between of all of these, like. Yes, the the big events of things like that are revealed and that are being retelled, uh, retold, retelled, yeah, are very interesting. But I'm still fucking caught up in Douglas Adams' ability to navigate from event to event by filling it with like the most inane, <laughs> unobsequious, but also deeply fucking hilarious writing I've ever read in my life. Um, like when fucking. Farty Blast <laughs> shows up and Marvin <laughs> Marvin is first of all uh Arthur's at the top of, at the ridge of the the crater when he runs into um our our Aardvark. McGrath <laughs> native um and when he addresses Marvin Marvin who was just here the whole time but didn't yep. react to another person being there Nope. Which is very funny to me that Marvin was just like, oh, there's another person up there. But it's then, also small in his planet-sized brain. You know, what's another right. What's another human? <laughs> right. But then he calls him up there, and Marvin fake limps up <laughs> and then says, like, one thing to him. And he's like, nah, you can go back. <laughs> and so he you, limps all the way back down. <laughs> just to, like, fucking is, rub it in. Just being, like... We've known you, people like this in our lives, I'm sure. Where it's it like, so oh yeah, hard it's a big to do, to do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, I inconvenienced you, did I? Oh boy. <laughs> um, like when someone offers to do something for you or to give you something, and then they make like a big to do about how much it was an impasse to them, and I'm like, I didn't ask you to do this. I didn't need you <laughs> nope. here. You could have been like, you know what? There's a lot going on, and I would have been like. Thanks. That's fine. I appreciate the look. But don't show up and be like, the favor I was going to do, you took it out of me. And well, it's like, damn, I didn't ask you to do that favor. I'm really sorry that you spent a lot of energy doing something no one asked you to do. After everything I've done for you that you didn't ask for. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking ridiculous. Oh, it's Um, great. I, but like, um, but no, my my biggest takeaway from this, I don't think even is Deep Thought or the number 42, but the, the well, first of all, now I know where Thanks for All the Fish comes from. Yes, um, finally we got to that chapter where, and, where man, of course, believed that they were the yes. most intelligent species on the planet, but they were, of course, the third most intelligent. Behind dolphins, and then what's later revealed to be mice. And the explanation of, like, yeah, all the tests that you did on them, uh, we're actually a super intelligent pan-dimensional being that, like... They were playing four-dimensional chess with you. Yeah, what better like, way to not suspect that you are being tested than to be tested themselves? And the idea that, like, there's a chance that the mice doing anything was manipulative of, yep. like, oh, they ran down that path instead of this one. It wasn't b- the behavior of mice. It was the mice behaving in a way that you. made us assume things. It's They're very fucking. fucking funny. And to find out that the planet Earth was paid for and commissioned by fucking 
<laughs> by mice. Oh, by by interdimensional philosophical mice. And uh, Arthur's reaction to all of it is very funny. He's like, hold the fuck on. What? What the fuck? It just like it's so good. You just cannot process that information, nor could you. Uh, but no. it is, yes, you finally <laughs> get the explanation of so long and thanks for all the fish. Uh, which is a, an elaborate dolphin uh, number <laughs> that translates roughly to so long. And thanks for all the fish for their departed, uh, the universe forever. They're, and uh, yeah, to my recollection, <laughs> I don't think we like hear from the dolphins again. They're they were doing gone. like backflips out of yeah, out of while, existence while, while whistling the national anthem. <laughs> the Star Spangled Banner. The Star Spangled Banner. Yeah, as, they're, as they flip away, and so they've been talking to us the whole time too, and we just we weren't listening. We weren't listening to what the dolphins had to say. And our hubris. Our, as hub, our hubris. With our, with our digital watches, we weren't listening to the wise words of the <laughs> dolphin. Uh, and and what fools. That. What fools these mortals be. Um, yeah, so fuck. You, you got that long explanation. You also have this weird little um, advancement with the uh, Zephod Beeblebrocks. Um, that, yeah. That he buried this information in his own mind. <laughs> yeah, that wild he, that, like, he may not actually be a numpty. He's yeah, he, just, he, like, brain cauterized himself into being the way he uh, is, but, like, yeah. pro- but also he programmed things into his head that he would accomplish regardless of whether or not he was mentally aware of a- yeah. attempting. It's wild. Which is such a fucked up thing to think about if you like really sat there and capitulated it to yourself and you're like there's a there's an architect of my life of my entire design and and nothing i've done has been my own choice and the person that set me on this path uh was me was me yeah (laughs) was me i did it fucking uh bug nuts some real some real fucking terminator shit yeah Yeah. some absolute john connor fucking nonsense (laughs) Yeah, trying to think. I guess uh, you know, twelve monkeys esque, <laughs> in a well, way. Yeah, sure, sure. Saw sure. saw his own demise when he was a uh, when he was a boy. Spoilers for a very old movie, Twelve Monkeys, or a very recent bad show, or a even older French short film made out of still images that Twelve Monkeys is based on. That's news. And you know some La Jete, my good boy? You know mm. some La Jete? Uh, you can fucking, I bet you can fucking find La Jete on YouTube if you were ever curious. It's yeah, not sure. long. Um, hope you like still images with French voiceover, my man. Uh, I can be persuaded. <laughs> <laughs> just as like an ex, uh, you know, just be like, I could watch this. And so perhaps I might. Yeah, yeah exactly. it's just on here. 28 minutes. 28 1962 minutes. French short film. There's many copies on YouTube, actually. Sure. There's so, so many. So it must be a public domain <laughs> 28-minute French short film. Public I domain is another really fucking it. interesting thing. Anyway, sorry, what? A lot, of my, uh, a lot of my film school cohorts were telling me how much they were really enjoying it uh, when we watched it. And I was like, I am bored out of my mind. <laughs> Uh, I there's want nothing. To watch anything else. Yeah, there's nothing more entertaining and also enraging to me than like, and I'm sorry, anybody who's this, who was this person, or who currently is this person. Nobody more annoying, but also interesting to me than film students. 
What strange, uh, terrible creatures. <laughs> no, honestly, as a former film student, I mean, it's... I Perhaps only speaking of Webster University's film program, but, like, I don't think it brought the best out of fucking anybody. <laughs> I, sure. like, it just bred <laughs> contempt and, and competition. Yeah. And, and people just being shitty as they cut, just being shitty. About, yeah, like, let's, let's further stratify uh this extremely segregated socially uh at least group of uh, people stratus right. of let's, let's children take a lot of people by yeah who are not good socially <laughs> by Ram making them, them compete over who's seen the most unknown but deeply important foreign film yeah. from an era yeah like yeah I remember sitting next to my grandmother and I sat at a coffee shop in St. Charles uh, called Picasso's wonderful place. Uh, if you go there, some of my late grandfather's mugs are still there. Um, they use them. It's great. Anyway, we were sitting there talking about, um, well, my grandmother's been an artist for like 40 years. That's important to know. Mm -hmm. uh, she did representational painting and then she did um, abstract. And now she's doing a mix. Anyway, that's cool. Fully, fully unimportant information to this, but we're talking about art. And a student from the nearby Lindenwood leans over and goes, oh, I'm an artist. Never a good way to start a conversation, friends, let me tell you. Uh, my grandmother literally stifled a chuckle um, and said, excuse me, like she sneezed. It was very funny. Uh, and then the student sitting next to us proceeded to dive into how he's studying film. Uh oh. Which, cool. And then. Red flag. For th <laughs> That's yes. a deal breaker, ladies. And then for like 30, 20 minutes, tried to wax philosophical in ways that were just as dull as a pool ball um, about Little Princess. Yeah, I think I think if you've mentioned this story before, Alfonso Caron's The Little Princess. What? Wait. Hold on. <laughs> I think it's a Quran, it's a Alfonso joint. No, they can't be that one. I mean, that's the only one that I know about. I'm looking. I'm looking. Okay. Hang on. Okay. Mexican no. film from the 90s? No. No, 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 no. Wait. <laughs> Not like this. <laughs> Not like this. No. It's got no, the onion knight a... in it. <laughs> what? It's got the Onion Knight in it. You know what I'm talking about. The Onion Davos. Knight? Oh. Davos. Why do I think of the Onion Knight as like a Dark Souls character? I think that's also one. Okay. <laughs> if I'm on Google and I type in the Onion Knight, what do I get? I get a, a first result, Davos Seaworth. Thank you. Wow. I did not know he was called the Onion Knight. Yeah, dog. That's fucking that's, hilarious. It's the only name I knew him by for a long time because that stuck with me in a way that Davos Seaworth uh, did not. It might be a Dark Souls 3 encounter as well. But I don't think you're fighting Davos Seaworth specifically. Oh, no. My man looks like an onion. Oh, no. Dark um, Souls looks like an onion. And to be completely clear, the little princess he was talking about was the the... The Shirley Temple Little Princess, not the Alphonse Cuaron Little Princess, which oh. is I, yeah, right. No, you thank didn't you for watch a, you shut up. You did not watch the <laughs> fucking Shirley Temple movie for fun. Shut up. 
You really got a lot out of that. This is what the dude was talking about. He was studying for his film class was the Shirley Temple Little Princess. Because I think when he said Little Princess, I was like, the Spanish one? He's like, Shirley Temple. And that was when I fully threw my brain into the sun. And I was like, I don't want to talk about this. Can you let me and my grandmother continue eating our sandwiches and drinking our coffee, please? Thank you. The Onion Knight is a recurring job class in the Final Fantasy series. Similar to the Freelancer <laughs> class, the job has no real abilities and cannot equip good equipment aside from the fabled Onion equipment, which is exclusive to them. Is Their the real Onion strength is revealed Knight? after reaching level 90 when their staff growth skyrockets. By level 99... An army of onion knights are nearly invincible. Is it a term? Is it like a fantasy trope that we're not aware of? That like the onion knight is like the kind of worst. Is like a kind of something? All right. Wikipedia, do not let me down. I have yeah, never gonna, counted on you in my fucking life. But I need you. No, it is just those three things. Dark it Souls, is... Final Fantasy, and game of thrones it yep it is what when i typed in onion night is just those three things but it feels it feels a lot like Uh, something it feels like medieval lore from real life like like the onion night is that night that gets the shit jobs and never really progresses like it's a trope like i'm in a like it's a media del arte uh performance (laughs) and it's a stock character the onion night the worst part the worst part of it is that it works the meeting of the goddess. Davos is the pretty fucking. fucking... <laughs> the Onion Knight is in the hero's journey. I'm tying it all back together. Oh god, like Davos is kind of boring and useless until he's not. And like, the Final Fantasy makes it very clear that Onion Knights are pretty useless class characters. Uh, I don't know about the Onion Knights in Dark Souls of Sigmire, Sigward, and Siegland, but yeah, they do. They have like. They look like onions. They just their armor Defi- look like Help me uh, onion. That. Help me what? with that. Help me with that. Like, like why do, do they you, look like, like an onion? What do you mean they look like an onion? Like dog, look at that helmet. Are you looking at a picture of the dang onion knight right now? The no, Dark Souls like, one. Because I clicked images and it said there's been an error. Like I insulted <laughs> the onion knight too much. You cannot be the onion knight. <laughs> The Onion Knight shall escape your sight. Yeah, it literally just won't let me look up images. Oh my god, you are fucking fuck? illicit images of the Onion Knight. Okay, hold on. I'll fucking, I will DM you <laughs> picture of the Onion Knight. There was an error. Please try again. There was an error. The Onion Knight cannot be known to you. The Onion Knight shall not be caught this day. Ah, saved it. You ever notice how Google Images has turned everything into a WEBP file now? And it's just like the worst event in human history. Fun fact, if you go to the web, so if you open it as an image and it says WebP, you can, at least in some cases, delete WebP and then type JPEG and and hit enter and it's just a JPEG. Sometimes that do work, sometimes that don't. I, I I do see images. All right. Well, now you have Still, one when in, I the, image in the dang DMs. Work. Yeah, that looks like an onion. That fu- that motherfucker helmet looked like an onion. <laughs> I didn't kill none of those in the twenty hours I played of Elden Ring so far. I there's not. I did not kill one of those. 
So this onion knight just looks like an onion. The other he onion just knights like an onion. are unfortunate. I was, um, yeah, I don't know about the Final Fantasy guys. Um, I'm sorry, we do have to figure, I do have to know what's going on here. So now I am I am on Davos Seaworth's Wikipedia page, and we are, we are doing a controlled search for onion. <laughs> um, at the time of Robert Baratheon's rebellion, Davos evaded the blockade of Shipbreaker Bay and smuggled a shipment of onions and salted fish into Storm's End to Stannis Baratheon and his men, who were starving under siege by Mace Tyrell and the Red Winds. Uh, the food that Davos brought allowed Stannis' men to hold on for another year until Eddard Stark arrived to leave the siege. As a reward for his service, uh, Stannis knighted Davos and awarded his nobility status with choice uh, lands upon the Cape. Um, so I guess that is why he is called the Onion Knight. They didn't call him the Salted Fish Knight, which um, I don't know if that's better, but... <laughs> Uh, who who knows, man? Who, who knows? knows? This has been a deeply um, surprising journey down what I thought would have some kind of some kind of easy answer. It's like not even ah, just yeah, an in... easy answer, but some kind of gratifying nugget of information at the end. Yeah, all to find out like... that it's just forty-two. Right. <laughs> actually, this this journey is very thematically relevant to the book yes, we're reading. Yes, you waited, the, is, you waited a thousand years for the answer, and the answer is uh, onion. <laughs> he smuggled <laughs> onion. I thought for sure we would get here, and it's like, ah, yes, a minor character in the Canterbury Tales. And you'd be like, ah, oh, of course, yes, right. Yes, yes, um, I'm sure, yes. You would yes, expect yes. something like that, but no. I mean, is this, like, simultaneous thinking? Did, like, when, when did... Right. Right, when, because when did Game of Thrones was bitch... written like 20 years ago. Yeah, and when did Final Fantasy come up with the name Onion Knight? This will, I will lose sleep. <laughs> Dog, it is, it is, it is bothering me so much. I will, why is he called the Onion <laughs> I need, why is there no one at like Vulture who did like a article about why there are three guys called Onion Knight? <laughs> uh, Dark Souls is definitely taking it from George R. R. Martin. Yeah, right. Yeah, They're because definitely. they eventually would then go on to hire George R. R. Martin. Yes, they are definitely taking it from George R. R. Martin, and they just took it a little more literally. And they were like the I, the night like made of onions, right? That guy. Yeah, yeah. Like the um, fucking One Piece character named Onion, and like his face does look like an onion. <laughs> That's disappointing. Unfortunate. <laughs> Uh, it's also some yeah. game called Onion Knights on the PlayStation Store. Looks like fucking garbage. Yeah, that <laughs> that's actually the makes worst a looking lot of game sense, I actually. ever seen. Actually, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, I'm very shit. confused by all of this. <laughs> this is hey, uh, I never uh, asked for this, but like listeners, if you have any information, if you have any information about the Onion Knight, please call this toll free number. <laughs> Oh, what a weird and unsatisfying rabbit hole to fall into. Yeah, I fucking, this is, we just went on some fucking intellectual blue balls. Yep. It was like, ooh, did we discover a thing in the universe? Emphatically yelled no and slapped us for thinking it. Not allowed. I am also getting an error on this Google image search. What are they trying to hide? (laughs) Fuck are they trying? What Uh, what secrets do they hold? Is this the parallax view? Okay, there we go. I just wanted to send you a picture of my of my friend 
named Onion from from One Piece. I just wanted you to see this guy's this guy's whole deal. Yeah, please. I'm. He's I'm friends with a guy curious. called like Apple, and you better believe that guy kind of looks like an apple. <laughs> Oda's a fucking my boy. Okay. All right, here you go. Yeah. Oh yeah. He, did he also like... sort of looks like Griffin McElroy. He does. He does look like Griffin McElroy. That's a bit weird, actually. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not apple. It's onion, pepper, and carrot. They all look like their respective perspective. To a, to a certain veggies. degree. Yeah, you better sure. believe that they do. You better oh, yeah. believe that they do. That is, you These said this is from kings. One Piece? That is from One Piece. That is the um, result. That is the exclusive result of working on one thing for 30 years is eventually. Yeah, get tired yeah. of coming up with names. Hey, so you name three people something dumb. <laughs> very early on. Oh, um, shit. This is, Damn this it. This is like the fourth arc on One Piece um when they when they get to these three guys because there's this guy his name is Usopp he likes to lie a lot that's kind of his thing but these three kids they're like Usopp's little army knights they love him they they will do anything that Usopp tells them to and they're these three little three little rapscallions on his island and eventually he loses their trust but through heroic action he wins it back woof good uh comic you'll never read it no I don't I don't blame you Largely Very because long. I once went to approach it and someone was like, when do you want to start? In the 80s when it started? Or in the 90s when it when, when this it, like, happened? Took off. Yeah. Or in the 2000s when I mean, this you happened? Do, you do got to start from the beginning. I think, I, I yeah. mean, like, if you're going to do it, if you're going to do it, you might as well do all of it. What difference is it really going to make if you kind of skim around in One Piece? Just do it. I'm doing it. <laughs> I mean, you... Won't do it, and that is not a mark against you. Thank <laughs> <Don't>, you. <laughs> do not feel that you have to do this. It's a How many, lot of time investment. Uh, hundred and three volumes as of August twenty twenty two. Hundred and three volumes, a thousand and sixty ish chapters. Woo. So multiply a thousand and sixty by about twenty pages each. So it's been running um, since ninety seven, not since, since the eighties. Since ninety seven. Essentially nonstop, uh, one man writing and drawing the whole. I mean, it's truly is, what twenty five years. Twenty five years. Yeah. One hundred and three issues and twenty five. So he puts out four volumes a year. A year. Oh, dog. I mean, I think we talked about this a little bit. Oh, before, we but, talked but about manga talked is about, a different fucking yeah. beast. It really like, and that's why every manga artist dies incredibly young. Um, but One Piece about is guy. is about to enter its final arc if it has not already now that final arc is going to last three to five years <laughs> but yeah. he's entering its final storyline and i'm gonna be caught up for the end of one piece and that feels nice i like that i feel like i've i feel like i've uh we've talked we've definitely talked about h row oh because we, we were like we were like does he does he crunch and <laughs> we were like does he do anything but crunch? yeah exactly all he do is crunch <laughs> yeah all he all he does, all all he's ever done is crunch. That's manga. Manga is crunch. Yeah. Um, if you want to talk about like grossly unhealthy working uh, situation, although it is changing slightly, like yeah, visibly sure. changing more. Even very popular series are allowed to not put out eighteen pages every single week. Um, Spy Oof. Family, Spy X Family, however anybody says it, um, they that book incredibly popular both manga and anime i feel like they maybe put out like 18 pages a month 
um, because they're just they're taking their due sweet time and they don't want to die incredibly young. And you know, yeah, sure. when they put out a new chapter, it's fucking it's worth it. Yeah, I I wonder what Oda does immediately following One Piece concluding. Like, does, I hope he. I hope just he does nothing. Yeah, rests. Precisely. I think he has a family. I hope he just spends time with his family. Um, I don't think he should start enough. I mean, obviously, if he wants to, that's his own fucking prerogative. But I don't think he should do anything ever again. Because you're or never going to top what's happening right now. Or don't right do now. manga. Do, like, graphic novels that are 200 pages and then are sure, done. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. Yeah, that was something that the... are you have Has Chainsaw Man kind of floated in your zone? Have you heard of Chainsaw no, Man? No. Well, oh, pretty, yes, I have. I've heard of it, yeah. It's pretty rad. Um, and the, the creator of that, did about 97 issues of Chainsaw Man, reached what many thought was like the conclusion of the story. Like it just fully wrapped up. He went and did a few one shots. He's like, he did some great, great, like standalone 100 page, essentially a graphic novel. Um, And then only recently he said like, and now Chainsaw Man's back. New, new, picking it up. Um, And I think that was a great fucking way to do it. Yeah. Um, Great fucking way to do it. Great way to do you, it. Because you have guys take, like the Naruto guy or the Bleach guy, and their subsequent projects have been diminishing returns. Sure. As were the end of Naruto and Bleach. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Got his Looking ass. shots, fired. Got him. No. Uh, but I respect got, it. I could never do what they do. We got, was it Brian K. Vaughn <laughs> and uh, Fiona mm. Staples taking a big old break big from. Fucking multi year break. From fucking from Saga, Saga, and Saga which, is like, as popular as American comics were... get right now. Yeah, yeah, it's probably because they were like, we've been doing this for like six years, and we're um, tired. They said it was going to um, be like six months. Uh, oops, six months. <laughs> four, came, year, four, like years four years later. <laughs> uh, and, but you know what? When Saga came back, it was fucking good. So sure. you know what? Rest well spent. <laughs> good job, guys. What's up? <laughs> you you took some relaxation time. You came back. As oh, good as ever, baby. Little bag on the counter. Yeah, dude. Sometimes little, it just takes a little, little bit bag of, of cocaine. It's a little, little uh, a gram, if you will. Okay. Um, Tying it all back in. Good callback. Hey, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, you know. You know how it's it good is. to take a break from things because you know you might come back with fresh eyes. Like when podcasting. Fucking... <laughs> Hang on now. Hang on now. No, it was not I a burn. I was like, no, it's good. Wasn't what I was think, going for, but it works. Think of all the uh, renewed uh, uh, vigor and zeal that we yes. uh, came back Zest. with. Zest. That's not God, it. So zesty. This is a zesty episode. Zesty. <laughs> Fucking red pepper flakes on this episode. Hell yeah. Mm. Yums. What were you saying? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> I'm just thinking about food now. Oh, me too, dog. Me fucking too. That's a good place to end this yeah. uh, as any. Uh, any, any, any uh, nice, nice plugs you got? Uh, I mean, I put up three movie reviews last week for um, you Luck bam, bam, bam. and Bullet Train and 13 Lives. Um, the first and last of those are available on streaming. Uh, Luck's on Apple TV. 13 Lives is on Amazon uh, Bullet Train is in theaters, though, and you should go see it. It's pretty good. Choo-choo. Um, also, this isn't a plug, but I watched Everything Everywhere All at Once on Friday, oh! and it fucked oh! me up. <laughs> we have to talk about this next time. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm sorry I didn't bring this up until do. just now, but that oh. movie fucking ruined me. You know, even though you've broken my heart once again in another life, 
There's nothing. I would rather do nothing than laundry and taxes with you. I would have. Uh, also, <laughs> also his fucking like. I might be naive. I might be naive because I'm, because I'm kind. But like that, it's calculated and essential. That's how yeah. I fight. And it's like, oh fuck, yeah, yeah. Fucking K Haikwan did so good. What a killer. And how the fuck did I'm so sad that he hasn't been on. TV and in theaters for us to see for thirty fucking he years. Was off, but what a return! Wasn't it? He was like teaching, you know, like he was. He was yeah. off. He was. He but was he, living his life. But he said that he didn't really come back to acting because there weren't many roles for an Asian man outside of the oh. Asian guy, right? Which like besides like, short <laughs> round and and data, and, yeah, and data, yeah. Which gross, like true, but gross. I'm sorry. Yeah, but yeah that movie fucking rules and fucked me right the fuck up. Fucking like a rules. lot. Yeah. yeah. As if you but need us are... to tell everyone that. It's a huge hit movie, but goddamn. Yeah. yeah. It a, but yeah. Powerful that was, those are my, my shouts. What you got? Uh, you know I got the regular stuff. Uh, I'm recording an episode of Crazy X-Pod Friends tomorrow. Uh, and there's, you know, it's it, it, beginning of every month. We're throwing those up there. Um, I will say patreon.com slash TV's Kevin. Uh, now more than ever, patreon.com slash TV's Kevin for as little as $1 a month. You get all kinds of archived episodes, all kinds of bonus stuff. And you help me do something that I'm going to do, you know, like at the start of next month, I'm flying out, visiting friends. We're going to make like a comedy special together. Like it's going to be really, really fun. And I can do that because of those generous support of our patrons at patreon.com slash TV's Kevin. Um, so we're gonna, I'm gonna miss a record <laughs> at the beginning of September, at least, uh, cause I'll be busy, uh, and, uh, very excited about that. So keep your eyes on the dang horizon for that. Um, and, uh, yeah, TV's Kevin Lanigan on all the stuff as usual. Uh, and I am still trying to put out, uh, my web comic every Monday. Oops, forgot to upload. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This week is uploading on a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you laugh. I literally did that today. So, you know. uh, uh, that's Patty Plague Doc, P A T T Y Plague Doc on Instagram. And uh, you can find a thread of that on my Twitter when I remember to update it. It's done. I have the comic ready. I just didn't. <laughs> you just didn't do it. I just didn't do it. I'm very tired. I made, again, some choices last night. So I'm very tired. Hell yeah. Um, and we'll be back. Next episode, to finish this dang book. This ding-dang book. This ding-dang book. We're going to finish it. Uh, We're doing it. Uh, Then we're going to watch the film adaptation. And then, finally, Daddy Host gets to pick a movie for us to watch. Oh, boy. Yeah, you got to be thinking about that. I think I, I think literally the last time you said this, I had one, and it's gone now. And it's that's... well, it's been months, <laughs> a lot of <laughs> yeah. weeks off. And not, I don't did remember not get what it was. That's okay. Oh, you have no. several weeks to figure yeah. it out. Oh yeah, great. Sick. Uh, but until we rejoin you, uh, and I can't make no promises, but next time you might actually get a Jace. <laughs> A wild Jason I, Pierce. Oh my god. I uh it has been uh Jace has not been on this show since like 
March. The three of us have not been together in like six or seven. It's been a minute. Months. We might barely talk about this book. I just, it's gonna just the sit energy there and fucking hang the when the three out of us are time. reunited is going yeah. to be uh, chaotic to say the least. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Uh, but until those fabled episodes, um, <laughs> so long. And thanks for all the fish. <laughs> so long and thanks for all the fish So sad that it should come to this We try to warn you all but oh dear You may not share our intellect Which might explain your disrespect For all the natural wonders that grow around you So long, so long and thanks for all the fish The world's about to be destroyed There's no point getting all annoyed Lie back and let the planet dissolve. Despite those nets of tuna feats, we thought that most of you were sweet. Especially tiny tops and your pregnant women. So long, so long, so long, so long, so long. Please tell your friends about this show. This has been a Talkback Podcast.